Welcome to the Queer Arabs Podcast. This is Alia. This is Nadia. And we have a guest today. Um, can you introduce yourself? Thank you so much for being here. Hi, my name is Fatmi Ali. I'm a queer Lebanese woman living in Toronto, Ontario. I'm a photographer, a chef, um, an older sister, and a lover of just like nostalgic foods. Oh, when you say nostalgic foods, what comes to mind? Uh, definitely Kusa Blaban. Mm, yeah. And um, Kibbe for sure. Oh, like in the pan or the. Um, All of it. Kibbe? Okay, okay. All of it. Yeah. I like that. I like um, the description. Nostalgia foods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so on point. Um, cool. So you're living in Toronto. Have you lived there for a long time? I've been living in Toronto since 2016. I used to live in Ottawa. Cool. And I also lived in Lebanon for like three years. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Uh, <laughs> what period of your life was those three years in Lebanon? I guess like my more impressionable years of my life, like 8 to 11. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll stick with you. That, that, anything that happens that age. Like, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I guess, um, well, I guess just keep going with that. Uh, what was that transition like when you were a kid moving to Lebanon and then moving back? Did you have any, like, culture shock either direction? Oh, yeah, definitely. So we moved to Lebanon because my dad passed away in 99, and then 9-11 happened, and my mom was a widow with three kids, like three daughters by herself. And we were facing a lot of repercussions from, like, 9-11 in Ottawa and people were targeting a lot of Muslims and my mom was a visibly Muslim person. My teta was like, you either stay in Canada and you take your hijab off for safety or you move to Lebanon. She's like, cool, yeah, let's move to Lebanon. So we oh, all wow. just went to Lebanon. Wow. It was a culture shock, but at the same time, like there was already so many things happening in my life. So to be honest, between like the age of five and like eight is like a blur. It feels like just one year that was like yeah. yeah I only have like little snippets you know gotcha yeah yeah sounds like a lot between five and eleven um like all the all the changes oh, yeah. um and then coming back to Canada like how what was that uh, what was that so like? we came back we <laughs> came back in 2005 mm-hmm. and uh, we came back to Quebec, like Gatineau, Quebec. That was also weird because once again, we're put in a situation where like we are again the minority and people don't like us. And it was like very obvious. Um, and then 2006, the war happened in Dubnin and then my mom's building got hit, like was one of the last buildings to get hit. So we unfortunately don't have a home there now, like still, which sucks. It was weird, very weird. Yeah. Were you in Beirut? Yeah, we're from Beirut. Cool. Nadia is also Lebanese. Yeah. With, um... Yeah, where are you from? Yeah. Uh, my mom's family is from Beirut, and then my dad's family is from Pandun in the mountains. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so have you, despite not having a home there anymore, do you go back pretty frequently after you moved back to Canada? Yeah, so after we moved back to Canada, it took around like such a long time to go back, like yeah. almost seven years without seeing my theta and all my houses and stuff. So we went back, me and my sister, um, in 2017, my mom and I went twice because we knew my teta's health was, like, declining from there. And then my sister and I went in October 2018. That's the last time I've been there. 
So my next trip is in October when I'm doing my project. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. What are you planning? So um, I'm planning on doing more like a documentary style because that's how I like to photograph and portrait. Um, I'm planning on talking to people, meeting with people, and just getting like beautiful stories. I'm not trying to trauma bond with anyone because like that's not the vibe. So I'm trying to also find more people that I can even like hang out with while there and reaching out to also queer people, a lot of queer folks if I could. I also want to, part of what I want to include in my book could be a little dark, but there's nothing wrong with that is like maybe all the places that I've lived in, photograph all the places I've lived in Lebanon and like add them to the book as like um, places that were important in my, like my memories of growing up there. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah, I feel yeah, you so. about wanting to like, I mean, I went to Lebanon a lot as a kid but then as an adult I'm like oh but now I know that there are queer people there and there are people doing exciting art projects there and I want to be connected to that um and Mm -hmm. the I was recently there for a very short period of time and not doing very much because it was just to see some people and being really careful about COVID and all that stuff um and like previously before that my last time there was also 2018 so I'm kind of in a similar (laughs) position there um but yeah, this was, like, not really the time um, to be connecting with new people just for, yeah. you know, practical reasons. Um, but that's that's still very much um, something I want to do soon, just do Lebanon on my mm-hmm. own terms. And, um, I mean, I, I feel like also doing this podcast and being involved in various art projects, I feel like I have so many, like, virtual connections um, yeah. to people that I need to go hang out with and real life I just don't want to give anyone COVID um so yeah yeah. (laughs) and it's it's very hard whenever you go to like not do family stuff right yeah I think that part of it is also just needing to be there longer um because I feel like I've been there so um sparsely that it's offensive if I'm not at people's houses every minute I'm there. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. You're not Balatir Bay, eh? You yeah, can't yeah. avoid everyone. Like, <laughs> Wait, like, are you gonna, go. how are you gonna, like, do the stuff, but also have the family? That's why it's important visits. to have a project, because then you say oh, I'm working. <laughs> then you can say I'm working, right? Oh, okay. But I'm also, like, going for a whole month, right? Yeah. So oh, okay. That helps. It doesn't have to be every day. and I'm gonna try and do more than like one thing so it's funny you said that you want to do it on your own terms because the last time my sister and I went together is the first time we've stayed not at my like mom's home that she grew up in we Mm -hmm. stayed like in other places yeah and we rented a car because I actually drive when I'm there even though it's so scary oh yeah oh yeah see I don't drive anywhere so I because I live in New York so (laughs) driving in Lebanon is, is like Five steps behind me. <laughs> Chaotic. That's yeah. the word. I can't it's chaos. <laughs> I oh swear. Um, but yeah, That's when cool. my sister and I went last time without my mom and without saying on my tetas, we actually got to do whatever we wanted, which was so cool. And awesome. I guess like that's how I 
saw the queer scene in Lebanon, we went to a club. It was, like, kind of by accident. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, you know, it's, like, oh, my God. These people exist in my world where I'm from. Not yeah. just in this white world I live in back home in Canada. Like, oh, this can exist other places, too, which is so cool. That's awesome. So that was awesome. And I, like, the one thing I really liked about the whole thing in pandemic stuff is all the activism activism that was just like kind of in your face Mm -hmm. and all the queer Lebanese and Arab activists that I've been able to find and like follow and talk to um yeah which I'm gonna try and meet with when I'm in Lebanon I already messaged one and she has an organization called Haven for Artists so I'm really excited yeah yeah we've been in touch with a lot of people doing work there Mm -hmm. um it seems like mm-hmm. a really amazing space, both, like, arts-wise and community building and also yeah. just, like, all the relief efforts they've done during COVID and post-explosion and, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, well, post-explosion. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's soon. The, We're like, on one year anniversary. Yeah. My sister and I had stayed at a place right across from the port like I have a photo of the port and so scary I'm like oh my god the survivor's guilt alone I was like oh my god I survived that if it happened two years ago like right. before I yeah. it's so scary yeah right close that hit. yeah I yeah. can't imagine how close that hits it's uh, not to get too much into trauma bonding and stuff um, yeah yeah we don't want to but, but, but like um I I don't know like also just going back there after the fact I mean one I was like actually impressed by how much physical damage wasn't visible anymore um, cause Mm -hmm. just in comparison to like the pictures I saw a year ago Mm -hmm. um, obviously right around the port is still a mess Um, but I think it's also just uh, wild like at the apartment where my mom's family lives like the difference in what got like really messed up and what didn't was that some people had their windows open and some people didn't yep yeah mm-hmm. um and just to see like just the differences there like what um, difference yeah. that cost but i won't go over that too much for everyone who's listening who <laughs> was there yeah, of course. And probably like why, why is this fucker talking about this um yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so uh, where where are you expecting to publish this project? Are you still figuring that out? You're just um, working on finding um, the people right now? Well, like, regardless if I find people or not, like, I'm pretty good at talking to random people. Yeah. So I'm trying to, like, strengthen my Arabic now. Like, the other day I went, yesterday I went and got a shawarma, and I was like, well, I'm going to practice my Arabic <laughs> with this person that I don't know. Nice. That's the best way. They're not going to hate on your accent, you know? Yeah. No one's going to be like, oh, you sound like you're... It's like, you know what? I'm trying. Yeah. That's all that matters, right? We're trying. We're trying our best. I find that, so, like, yeah. the only people who are mean to me about my Arabic are, like, my family. Um, yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but, and I expect other people to be like that, but most other people are nice. <laughs> They're like, you're trying? Yeah. That's all that actually yeah. matters. Yeah. You're is doing your better family, than other people. Wait, is your family, like, actually mean to you about it or just, like, joking? Um... You know, it's like the 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 thing that's in between those two. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're You're dissing like, you. Yeah, they're dissing you. And that's every so thing. often, it like stings. Yeah. And, yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, That's so true. Cool. Um, yeah. So when you get it, yeah. So what are you doing to like prepare? I guess like if you could tell the listeners like what you're doing to prepare for the project. Oh, definitely. Um, and maybe like how others can be supportive of it. Um, mm-hmm. So right now I have a fundraiser going on. So far I've covered like the flight there and some of my stay and the rest of the money is going to go towards. So I'm mostly like 98% film photography. Mm -hmm. So I like to take photos using like a point and shoot film camera and SLR. And I also like to use other mediums of photography like instant photos. So it's going to be a collection of those. Um, as well as what else? So I have a list of stuff I need so far that I could either buy or get as donations, like a tripod and stuff like that. And the rest of the money, the goal is to talk to people, mm-hmm. compensate them for their time, for me even getting the opportunity to talk to them and take their photo. And then put that on my Instagram and from there, like just like some behind the scenes. And then from there, I do want to have a book. And by the end of the book, I'm obviously not trying to profit off this book. I want everyone that was in this book to still get compensated after the fact. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's Because that'd be really selfish. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about like being a billionaire. It's about like helping everyone and talking to people about being... Lebanese or Arab or Muslim or whatever, just yeah. like bringing diversity. Oh, that's, yeah, that's what I've been doing. So, what's the mm-hmm. best way for people to buy this book or find it when it comes out? Just okay. to follow you on Instagram. So, yeah, follow me on Instagram mm-hmm. uh, at Fatima Ili. Right now, I'm shadow banned. Hey. <laughs> uh, why? How does this happen? I'm too political. Does anyone know how this happens? No. No okay. clue. See, the thing is, I they never know like if me. I'm, like, I, I gaslight myself about whether or not I'm being shadow-banned. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, like, are you shadow-banned or am I just unpopular? Uh. Listen, my friends can't tag me in their stories. Oh. They'll go at Fatima Ali. Yeah. Nothing. Can't mention this person right now. But why? Know. They can't click my name. Yeah, they can't. My views went, my story views went from like 160 to like 12 what after the 24 hell? hours yeah damn no one I has an explanation inappropriate what, what um uh, i don't know philistine there you go yeah. one word philistine yeah. triggers it yeah I, I got like a. I mean i think everyone who was posting pretty regularly got like a at least like a 50 percent drop in story views mm. um mm-hmm. I never check mine. I should. And it's like it, it. It's it's funny because there's. It's like what what is the ideal thing that's gonna fix it? It's like oh should I like, stop, posting about anti-Zionism and like start mm-hmm. posting a thirst trap? But it's like no, don't make your thirst trap too thirsty because that's bad too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's no winning. It's like. No, there's no one. And then there's a... Okay, someone just posted something today. I don't know if it's true, but I showed it to you. That was like, if you have a link tree in your bio, Instagram is like banning people, like creators, 
which I'm like, I don't know if that, I don't know if that's based in any truth, but like this artist was like, y'all be careful. Insta is like starting to ban people if they have a link tree in their bio. And it's like, it feels like, I don't know. It's just hard to know what's accurate and like what Instagram is yeah. like focused on at any given it's moment. It's so non-transparent that like, yeah, I, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist. And I, sometimes I feel like I do, but it's also true. <laughs> it's yeah. True. Yeah, right. There's uh, that island thing up. Uh, so, I guess, where besides Instagram can people find your mm, Where besides Instagram? So, um, my friend and I started a website called lemon.ca, like lemon. Yeah. Um, we started it after the explosion. <laughs> because, so what happened was, after that whole thing, I felt really hopeless. And I was like, I need to help. But I don't have money to spend. I was like, cool. I have all these beautiful photos I've taken in 2018. Yeah. I put them up on Etsy as like digital print. And nice. all the money that came from that, I donated through Impact Lebanon awesome. to Lebanon. And then my friend was like, wow, people actually like picked that up from you. I was like, yeah, cool. And then yeah. we're talking. We're like, oh, we should create a platform for marginalized artists. Mm-hmm. To have a place to put their art where they get 50% so how it works is they get as much money as possible in their pocket then a minimum of 10% goes to a donation so quarterly we donate to a fundraiser and then the rest is just covering costs of the print so right now we have at least five artists including myself five or six artists so I do have prints for sale right now but those are not new photos wow that's mm-hmm. awesome what are some of the photos of um i like to take a lot of photos of plants there's still life mm. so we have a collection of uh still life black and white cool. digital art uh illustrations sorry nice. we also have some merch it's pretty oh, cool. cute okay. like oh. a little hat with a lemon on it <laughs> That's adorable. That's awesome. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's creative. I guess taking like five steps back, um, how did you get started with photography and what drew you to it? Oh, uh, it was kind of like an accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've been taking photos like since I was like eight, eight or nine. And then at around 14, just like, you know, like um, disposable cameras. Then at around, like, 14, I found, like, an SLR at a vintage store, so I bought it, and I've been taking some photos since then, but I was never, you know, like, how imposter syndrome, like, to, like, yeah. fuck with yeah. you, so you're like, <laughs> I'm not confident, That's I'm not good at this, yeah. and, and my friends are always like, wow, I love this photo. We always forget that everyone else feels that, too. Except, like, well, Steve. Right? Okay, Steve does Steve, That's true. Steve and Chad don't feel like that, but the rest of us do. <laughs> the Steve's it's of hard, the world. Because then you don't. Yeah. Mhm. You don't feel confident. Mm-hmm. You're like, no one cares about this. Why should I waste time? And then my friends were like, No, like, yeah, maybe you're not like a professional photographer because I don't take it professionally. I just do it like as an outlet like my my medium of art of how i express myself Mm -hmm. everyone has their own thing yeah 
But every time I take a photo of someone, they really love it. And I was like, oh, maybe I do have a good eye. Yeah. And my mom, I love my mom. She was like, Fatme, I'm going to Lebanon in October for a whole month. I was like, why? That's random. She's like, the tickets were like $600. I was like, she's like, no, I have to go. I'm like, cool. And then she's, I always say, so in 2017, the first time she was, same thing. It's like, I'm going to Lebanon. I was like, I want to come with you. So then we started this thing. It's like, you've heard that before, right? That saying. So, yeah, now it's always, and I was like, okay, well, if I go for a whole month, like, I want to do something that's, like, important to me and other people mm-hmm. where I can share. Because people, a lot of people enjoy seeing the photos I post of Lebanon, too, because it's, like, maybe different from their trips when they go. So I try to make the most out of it, to be honest. I'm excited. Um, well, I'm excited to go as an adult that knows people off the internet and, like, meet them. Yeah. And, like, activists. And go down and not, like, as someone who's just seeing their family for a week. It's, like, a whole month. And I'm really excited for yeah. that. And for the food. Yeah. Yeah. That was one thing I definitely... Yeah. That- I definitely missed this and I didn't realize how much I missed it until like yeah. I got real manouche and then it was like oh yeah mm. <laughs> a real manouche yeah. damn oh. yeah um, it's hard the, downtown Toronto there's no manouche oh, well. like there's like Sufi's which is like a Syrian uh, restaurant love that place cool. and there's a the, actually that's like about it that's is, the only good manusha in downtown Toronto. Is there like a sizable Lebanese population in t- Toronto? There is, right? Not, not, not like downtown. Okay. Not downtown oh. families. So the families are like outside of downtown Toronto. Yeah. You'll, I'll find like there's a bunch of like individual young queer people that now I know mm-hmm. that exist there. So yeah. it's like we're finding each other. We're in the middle That's of finding nice. each other. That's what it is. Okay. Um, my friend started, uh, I have a friend who started um what is it like a group meme like a branch off like that whole meme thing where we meet up and we have a whatsapp group chat and then there's another community i'm part of marginalized majority which is like we do video calls and stuff yeah we know them that's sweet we've been trying to organize a collab with them but yeah time time has been tight but we'll do it eventually yeah. yeah yeah that happened yeah but yeah they have some great uh like workshops and uh just support mm-hmm. groups and stuff so, yeah I've, I've yeah it's awesome really yeah. impressed with like all the zoom meetups and programming yeah doing um i've been dropping in on this collegi this like queer <laughs> collegi thing meeting yeah it's just been really yeah. great yeah that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, the person that organizes the Khaliji one, we're going to carry their art on uh, on Night Moon. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, we are. Yeah, I'm just in the middle of like, oh, I love that. you know, cool. fixing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. If anyone wants to reach out to Night Moon to be selling their stuff, we're always looking for artists. Oh, that's cool. It could be photography. It could be digital art. Um, Abrar did. They did like a, what's that hand stitching? Embroidery, Embroidery that they cool. scanned. Yeah. I so know, they did it, that. anything cool. that could be printed. Yeah. Hmm. Anything you could print. 
and scan, it will work. That's awesome. Yeah, hit her I'm people. looking at you, Nadia, with your calligraphy. Mm. Uh, yeah, maybe. Um, I, I love calligraphy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to get into imposter syndrome mode now. Um, be like, That's fun, yeah, I no, go for it. But I don't, whatever. Um, no, it's, I've basically just been like playing around with it during the pandemic. Um, I It was kind of during, you know, like the sourdough bread phase of the pandemic where everyone was like, I have a hobby. Um, and I didn't want to do sourdough yep. bread because I thought it was weird that um, we're sending each other yeast growths in a pandemic when we don't know how this <laughs> yeast is spreading. <laughs> I'm like, that's weird. I'm going to do some calligraphy like, I get that. I get that people are bored, but, yeah. but I also see your point. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, Alia had, like, a little calligraphy set from a workshop she had taken a while ago, and there mm-hmm. we found, like, this little Zoom workshop, um, and from there, I've just kind of been, like, playing more, more with doing my own thing than mm-hmm. anything uh, that's super mm-hmm. formal or technical, though I, like, look, I mean, I, like... You know, I did a workshop here or there, but I, I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. really studying it in a formal way. I just, like, play around and make my own designs and yeah. have fun Which with it. some yeah. really cool ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, cool. maybe if I... Maybe I'll make something for that's printable and I'll, I'll yeah. hit you up when I do. That'd be awesome. <laughs> if you can get past like some a... of the imposter syndrome. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I, like I guess... we all have. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. like, I haven't necessarily thought of myself as super a visual artist before, um, but, eh, why not? Like, maybe, maybe. Yeah. feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I also picked up calligraphy for a bit. Oh, cool. I tried. I tried my best. <laughs> yeah. Um, same thing. I'm doing my own thing. I'm just, I'm really obsessed with, like, the letter noon. I just love the way it looks. Look yeah. at the boob also, which is nice. Yeah, <laughs> That's hilarious. It's so true. Mm-hmm. So well, I just play around with the, just the letter new one. Big, small, fat, skinny, you know. It's yeah, so fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm just imagining a bunch of, like, noon boobs on a page. Noon <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> boobs, yeah. yeah. I guess you also want to extend and invite people if they want to, if they're in Lebanon and they want to hit you up about talking to you. Oh, yeah, of course. Or anything. Yeah. yeah, I I want to see as much like people just doing their own thing their own way because I feel like that's the best way to do stuff if that makes sense. Totally, like yeah. for me, I've I've found a way to reclaim myself as someone who like almost whitewashed themselves for a while just yeah. to like exist in yeah. this world. Like my whitewashing started with like oh my god, you guys are gonna be so mad at me, but. <laughs> when we first moved back I the way I started whitewashing myself was I, my mom couldn't cook rice with Shahidiya anymore like I told her she was not allowed to and she no, actually that's listened the best to part. me down to the Shahidiya that's how far the whitewashing got into my head like, it was like bad whitewashing aside like it objectively makes rice better just objectively 100% yeah. it makes yeah. rice better yeah. but your white friends think it's weird, so yeah, it's weird, mom. You know, like dumb stuff like that. <laughs> Down to the right. Yeah, I would never talk about being Lebanese. I was like, in, not embarrassed, no, but I like, feel that. yeah, I, I, yeah, weird. Yeah, I think also, like post nine eleven, especially, um, 
and it's it's weird talking to people who are like not in like sometimes I think of like post 9-11 racism as such like a US American thing but it really wasn't just that like for people like basically everywhere in the quote unquote West that it's really similar it was rough um yeah my my mom's friend husband got I don't want to say the word Whoa. Because of 9 11. Yeah. Targeted, yeah. yeah. Targeted, okay. Oh, God. They um, didn't even know him just because he was like Muslim or Arab. Like, yeah. it was bad here too in Canada. Oh, yeah. People are always like so sad about it. And I'm like, look at all the lives that got ruined after that day, though. Like, yeah. I'm still affected by the situation. Yeah. 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 And I think, um, like, we can. You know, like, I, I think, like, a lot of us had certain, like, assimilationist and whitewashy internalized racism stuff after that, and we can, like, be upset at ourselves, um, and I mean, mm-hmm. we should, like, unlearn that stuff, but ultimately it's, like, we were kids responding the best way we knew how to, like, unprecedented racism, like, you know, ultimately, well, yeah. yeah. We're in survival mode. What else are we right, going to do? Yeah. Like, you can't always stand up for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's scary. But now it's, like, the opposite. I don't even care. I'm like, yeah, I'm Lebanese. Someone once was like, you talk about Lebanon as much as you- I talk about my boyfriend. I was like, okay, then you obviously talk about your boyfriend a lot, okay? <laughs> and, yeah, maybe I talk about Lebanon a lot. Yeah, like, but... maybe you talk about other things, too, <laughs> then if you're going to come yeah. at me. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I was like, don't come at me for that. At least yeah. Lebanon has multiple and, like, people in it. It's not just one boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and culture, not your boyfriend. God, oh, rude. But yeah, uh, I was privileged to not experience racism, like, to experience racism until 9-11. And then that 180 of, like, suddenly suddenly that became the reason for being bullied at school that was like the Mm -hmm. main reason all of a sudden um that was a lot to yeah that was a lot as a young person to navigate yeah and it's like yeah and it's like yeah mm -hmm. and the kids learn it from their parents like what are they learning this from exactly yeah 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 i think the more time goes on the more it's like and not just for myself, also for other people who might have had, like, have problematic ideas that come from survival mode. It's mm-hmm. like, you can blame people for that, or you can say they're doing what made sense to them in the circumstances, but now it's time to, like, unlearn that and make sure you're not <laughs> presenting, you're, like, not, you're not mm-hmm. projecting those, like, racist ideas upon other people and exactly. perpetuating that harm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Your identi- your identities can always coexist. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. It's like when you go back to Lebanon and they're like, oh, what do you like, Lebanon or Canada better? I'm like, each one has its perks. Right. I have human rights in Canada to a certain degree. In Lebanon, what do I have? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, you can be appreciative of multiple parts of your life and identity. Like, mm-hmm. what a concept. <laughs> Yeah. What a co- yeah, like, did I choose to be born and live in Canada? No, I didn't. Right. That's from circumstance. Yeah, right. Um, 
Speaking mm-hmm. of Canada, how can people on this end, like, before your project, how can people in Toronto, like, maybe support the project? If there's any so, kind of So, the way people can, like, help me, it, it could be either by, like, funds, so through GoFundMe or, like, even my PayPal or an e-transfer because we don't have Venmo up here. Yeah. Uh, or if it's like in person, I could meet up with them and they could donate film. I'm also mm-hmm. thinking of bringing a portable scanner, you know, like those skinny ones to connect it with the oh. SD card. So I can also try and involve stuff like that. So I want to learn more about yeah. not just my family, about every, like every time I go back, because my mom grew up in Burj Hamoud, which is a predominantly Armenian area, mm-hmm. everyone knows everybody. And they kind of know me, and that's kind of weird to me, because it's like, oh, I'm a part of your world, too, and that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about that that's part. Cool. But if people want to, like, help me out that live in Toronto or anywhere in Ontario, mm-hmm. they could send me film if they have just sitting in their fridge. It could even be expired. That'd be some cool photos. So anything like that or they could talk word of mouth is nice too they could talk about it yeah. or if they have someone they know that lives in lebanon i'd be down to meet their friends or family too Sweet. always open to that awesome um before we end uh do you wanna can you just repeat your insta handle again for everyone yeah so it's at fatima eli or fatima eli e-l-i-e okay so that's my middle name and my dad's name because obviously that's what I was given. <laughs> yeah. I like it. That's a, that I like sounds really good together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it too because it's like I'm very masky or femi sometimes. It depends on my mood. Yeah. And that is my name. A female name and a male name. There's no binaries. Don't matter. But you know what I mean. I know. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. You, you got some different points on the spectrum covered. I got the best of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> So as usual, you can follow us at The Queer Arabs on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and thequeerarabs.com, and email us at thequeerarabs at gmail.com if you want to talk to us or ask us any questions. Thanks all so much for listening. Thank you, Fatima, for coming on. Thank you.